Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So there is an American in Russia. He was there for a wedding. Yet Russia says he was there for espionage. He was held. Then he was arrested. His name is Paul Whelan. Russia now saying that it has allowed the U.S. consular access to him. No word yet from the U.S. State Department. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo wants to know what are the charges? What for? What do you think actually happened here? And return him immediately. Saying, quote, if the detention is not appropriate, we will demand his immediate return. Now, I never, ever make the claim that I'm some expert in the spy game. And absolutely all things are possible. I believe this has a little more to do with Huawei. That's the Chinese firm. Call me conspiratorial on this one. I don't mind. It's the Chinese uh, technology and electronics firm where the CFO, the daughter of the owner, this multi-billion dollar company, is being held in Canada at the request of the United States. Being held because Huawei has uh, gone and violated sanctions against Iran. And the United States has rules about that if you also want to deal with the United States. Now, Huawei is the kind of company that if you have one of their phones or some of their technology, understand that everything that you say and you do is being transmitted and being recorded in China. They have access to everything. Everything. It's not a question. It's not a debate. If you have security cameras that are made in China, you can rest assured that everything is going back to China. I'm Tony Katz. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. Is the, so when I talk about this, this detention of uh, the CFO there from Huawei, China immediately started detaining and asking questions of Canadian businessmen. A little tit for tat. China and Russia are engaged in uh, military exercises together. It's possible a conversation was had and, hey, let's cause him a little bit of grief and, hey, why don't you hold on to this guy and charge him with this? Espionage. How very Kim Jong-un of them in, in that claim. Could the guy be a, a spy of some kind? Of course he could be. How would I know? How in the world would I know? Do I trust the Russians? Oh, God, no. No rational person. Of, of any kind, trusts uh, the Russians. It, it cannot be done. So we're following uh, that story. It, it, it has been going through some changes, and we will keep up with that. I want to take you to Northern California, where the wokeness is flat out out of control. Come again? In English, please. Wokeness. You know, being awake, being aware, realizing, uh, you know, uh, all of the injustices in the world. You can only do that when you are woke. Well, that's just great. Hey, listen, it's just a part of diversity, and diversity is fantastic. What in the hell's diversity? <clears throat> well, I, I could be wrong, 
But I believe uh, diversity is an old, old wooden ship that was used during the Civil War era. In Northern California, they've canceled the Women's March. But they didn't cancel the Women's March because the organizers of Linda Sarsour and Tamika Mallory and Carmen Perez are all bigots and anti-Semites. To which they're all bigots and anti-Semites. You've got people dropping the Women's March left and right because they realize uh, that uh, these women are bigots and anti-Semites. If you support Louis Farrakhan, uh, you support an anti-Semite. I mean, you, you do. It doesn't matter if you're a Women's March organizer or a member of Congress from, let's say, Indianapolis named Andre Carson. You, you are what you are. You can't claim that somehow you, you're, you got the backs of, uh, of Jews. You can't support Louis Farrakhan. And, and somehow think uh, that you, you come out untainted. You, you, you are tainted. <laughs> there is tainting. <laughs> it, it can't be said enough. But that's not why they canceled the January 19th Women's March in Eureka, California. That was canceled because it was deemed that the participants would be overwhelmingly white. Is about to producer Ari is about to fall down. He's he's very upset uh, by this. A press release from the organizers that this decision was made after many conversations between local social change organizers and supporters of the march. Up to this point, you know, I'm not I'm not giving us the the, the credit that it deserves. There we go. You see, you gotta you gotta you gotta sell it, folk. Up to this point. The participants have been overwhelmingly white, lacking representation from several perspectives in our community. Instead of pushing forward with crucial voices absent, the organizing team will take time for more outreach. Our goal is that planning will continue and we will be successful in creating an event that will build power and community engagement through connection between women that seek to improve the lives of all in our community. Now, wait a second. Aren't the white women... Aren't the white women looking to better uh, their, their community? They're not, they're not looking uh, to do that? Hey, boys. Look what I got here. Hey, where are the white women at? Well, they're in Eureka, California. What kind of thing is that to say? They want to they want to improve the lives of all in their community, but white women don't want to do that or it's white women alone can't do that because if white women do it, well then it's unfair. See, it's white women uh doing it for others because they're not able to do it on their own. Man, leftism is 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 unbelievable in its in its cannibalistic uh concepts. It's it's not complex, it's rather simple. The, the, the baseline of leftism, of activist leftism, I don't think that... Now, here's where some people are going to get mad at me. And I'm, I'm fine with that. I think that your baseline standard Democrat, to which there are many, doesn't even pay attention to the racist, bigoted things of, of, of their party. 
They're just like, yes, we should have abortion rights and women's right to choose, and 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 uh, and those and those companies shouldn't be allowed to get away with all those tax breaks, right? Then that's where they leave it. I'm not saying it's it's a, it's a cogent argument. I'm saying that that's where they leave it, right? Part of the 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 issue, for example, is a lot of these people who are on the political left, Jews are on the political left more often than not. I'm Jewish. I find it to be a problem that I try and fight every single day. Now, not every Jewish person is an anti-Semite. But there are way too many Jews who excuse the anti-Semitism because somehow they're on the same side or they're blind uh, to to the anti-Semitism that exists amongst the political left. There is a guy who owns a coffee shop in San Francisco. This is a guy who worked on the Obama campaign. I think he did stuff for Bernie Sanders. Uh, He opens up his coffee shop uh, to the Black Lives Matter groups and others so they have a place where they can talk and share. But he's Jewish and he's a supporter of Israel. So they are protesting him. They want him to shut down and get out of their neighborhood because he's a Zionist. And Zionists are just despicable. We have uh, in, in, in my beloved Indianapolis a, a female rabbi who has just said she can no longer be part of the women's march. She, now, I would argue, a good. I, I said good, I wish you had done it earlier, but good. Why? Because they're anti-Semites and you see enough of it, you're like, wait, I can't be a part of this. The problem is it's not just the women's march, it is a basis of the party. It is the basis of the party. It can't be denied. When the DNC couldn't, they couldn't accept the fact that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. Let's go back to 2012. Antonio Villaraigosa, the former mayor of Los Angeles, there are on the stage. The matter requires a two-thirds vote in the affirmative. All those delegates in favor say aye. All those delegates opposed, say no. What were they saying no to? They were saying no to the idea of God in the platform and that the platform for the Democrats would recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. In the opinion of the... Let me do that again. All of those delegates in favor say aye. All those delegates opposed say no. It goes on. It goes on to where they do it a third time, and Villaraigosa decides that even though more than half the crowd says no, it the eyes have it. Just ah, oh, we're gonna get done. We're, we got to get out of this one. Can't let everybody know what we're all about. That's what they're all about. The anti-Semitism on the left is pervasive and prevalent, and yet. It seems that it goes unnoticed. It goes in the quiet. Can't go in the quiet. And if you don't want to talk about the anti-Semitism, can we at least talk about the racism? There are too many white women in the Women's March, so therefore we can't have it? Good Lord. That's, that's, That's what I call the cannibalism. That's just destroying yourself. And for what? 
Hey, listen, I'm I'm just embarrassed that they're still having a women's march. Anybody who knows anything knows that you don't do those things. You certainly don't call it that. You don't be associated with these disgusting, despicable, terrible, awful people like Linda Sarsour and Tamika Mallory. And shame on anybody in Eureka, California, who still thinks they should be a part of this nonsense. Glad it got canceled. Now now these, these, these terrible, terrible white women can realize the kind of people they were associating with and, and then not associate at all. And then you know what they'll be called? Traitors for not supporting women. The cannibalism continues. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. We stream the show from time to time, and we're doing so right now on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. Can I, can I just have a moment to to just, you know, engage my youth for, for a second? I don't watch wrestling today, uh, mainly because I'm an adult. Um, but, but, uh, but as a kid, I did. As a kid, I did, and it was Georgia Championship Wrestling, and then it was uh, the National Wrestling Alliance. So the wrestlers of my youth are, are Ric Flair, Tommy Wildfire Rich, uh, Dusty Rhodes, Mad Dog uh, Buzz Sawyer, Roddy Piper. These are the wrestlers of, of my youth and then it got into the wwf which became uh the the wwe when it was the wwe and then it was you know it is what it is right now uh and but back in the day the announcer for georgia championship wrestling was uh, gene okerland he was the guy passed away the age of 76 i thought he was 76 then that he's 76 now. Absolute mind scramble. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I do have a lot to get to. Uh, phone number 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Uh, but, man, that is just a, that is just a, oh, my. Your youth just falling away from you right there. It's, it's bound to happen sooner or later. Uh, th- this one uh, happened, uh, I don't know if you'd call it sooner or later. I'll leave that. I'll leave that to others. Uh, to to figure out Elizabeth Warren is running for president and man uh, has she got it's it's this 4 minute plus video that she put out there uh, all to get to this moment Politicians look the other way while big insurance companies deny patients life-saving coverage, while big banks rip off consumers and while big oil companies destroy this planet Our government's supposed to work for all of us, but instead, it has become a tool for the wealthy and well-connected. The whole scam is propped up by an echo chamber of fear and hate designed to distract and divide us. People who will do or say anything to hang on to power point the finger at anyone who looks, thinks, prays, or loves differently than they do. Build that wall. But this dark path doesn't have to be our future. We can make our democracy work for all of us. We can make our economy work for all of us. I can't take any more. I can't. I can't take it. It's just, it's just so brutal. And then she's got this other video uh, with her, like, in her kitchen chugging a beer. What is going on there? Is, is that what it is? Yeah, uh, the Boston Herald referred to it as her Dukakis moment. I mean, that's uh, it's a Michael Dukakis reference. This goes back to the election of 1988. Uh, this goes back to uh, Dukakis. That's, is that Dukakis in the tank? Did you ever? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go to the Bing box. 
Dukakis, D-U-K-A-K-I-S, and by the way, that's not a dirty word. You won't find it in Urban Dictionary. Dukakis Tank, right? And there he is, uh, the nerdy Democrat, and he's in a tank, and he's got the the helmet on with with the with the uh, basically the headphones, and he's he just he he looks like a cartoon character. He looks like uh, the guy from Alfred E. Newman from Mad Magazine. It's exactly, exactly what he looks like. It's total mess. Now, uh, so not only did Warren put out that video about her running, New Year's Eve, she's in her kitchen um, drinking a beer on a, on a live stream, being panned as inauthentic and pandering, which is exactly what she is. By the way, who else describes inauthentic better than Elizabeth Warren? Hillary Clinton? No, no, no. Hillary Clinton is not inauthentic. Um, uh, Hillary Clinton is inanimate, right? She's she's just robotic. Uh, there there's no soul uh, there. Um, with with uh, with Warren, she's she's inauthentic. Because, I mean, she lied about who she is. By the way, I don't know if that was your line or not, uh, Ari. Pretty sorry. Right, I'll give it. I'll I'll give it to you. Uh, Elizabeth Warren's chances of being president: one in one thousand twenty-four. That's very good. That's very good, uh, Ari Castle. Well done. Well played. I'm, uh, I'm proud of you right there. That's because she's, you know, 1,024th one, 1, Native American. Anyway, she's not the only one running. Mar- not Mario Cuomo, the son of Mario Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, the current governor of New York is running. He gives this absolutely rambling address yesterday as he is inaugurated as governor for the third time. Ugh, New Yorkers don't know what they're doing. And it is, everyone has to ferry out to Ellis Island in order to be a part of it. And he's getting these great big cheers. I love you, but you have to hear it. Give us the strength to resist the hate mongers and the naysayers. Help us rise up and let New York say, that the federal government may shut itself down, but it will never extinguish the Statue of Liberty's torch. It will never erase the words of her poem. They will never close our harbor. They will never close our hearts. They will never close this hall of dreamers. They will never disrespect the legacy they left that it is New York's duty, it is New York's destiny, it is New York's legacy to bring the light, to lead the way through the darkness. And I pledge to the people of the state of New York, that's what we will do together. Thank you and God bless you. Wow. That's a... That's a... That's a whole, whole bunch right there. Please clap. That's that's a that's a lot of screaming and pomp and circumstance and you know he man he is really a terrible public speaker. I mean, what was that about the torch? Hold on, let me. Here, billion. That's not it. That's Elizabeth Warren. Sorry. The part about the torch was the was the best part. It will never erase... Oh, here it is. 
government may shut itself down, but it will never extinguish the Statue of Liberty's torch. I mean, did he not know that he has the emphasis on the wrong syllable? I mean, is he not aware of that? Good God. Oh, that's, you want to talk about inauthentic. There it is. So you already have these two who have jumped in. Now, he didn't come out and announce, uh, but the only reason for that speech is to make uh, the announcement. Of course, of course, Andrew Cuomo's running for president. The governor of, was it Washington State, is now running uh, for, for president? No, 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 no. In, in, uh, um, in, there's a former a congressman um, who is... Uh, uh, who is running for president. He was the first one in. Then you've got Elizabeth Warren with the Exploratory Committee. I'm telling you, Cuomo's there. Uh, Inslee, uh, J. Robert Inslee, uh, who is the governor of Washington. I believe he's now running for president of the United States. Oh, 20, 30, 40 people? Everybody's running for president. Everybody's running. I am actually considering. I'm trying to find out. If I don't have to give up radio... Could I form an exploratory committee to run as a Democrat? I'm not registered as anything. I can run as a Democrat. You can be a registered Republican and run as a Democrat. I'm just saying, everybody's doing it. What the hell, man? Why not? Everybody is in on it. This is a game. I like games. It's going to be a clown show, too. Oh, could you imagine being part of the debates? All 12 debates they're going to have? Oh, what a dream. Man, Mitt Romney is getting punched in the face. Like, from from every single direction. And he brought it. He brought it on himself, guys. I mean, he he, he rang the bell. He put out that op-ed questioning uh, President Trump's character and... Just taking punch after punch after punch. And I don't even mind the conversation about character. I'm, I think it's fine. The way he's taking the hits. You see, oh, uh, for, uh, first, uh, Tony Katz, great to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. Mitt Romney writes an op-ed in the Washington Post. He's going to be sworn into the Senate tomorrow. He's going to be the junior senator from Utah. He won election. He's going to be there. And he writes a... An op-ed in the Washington Post about how President Trump has failed on character in the month of December has been an embarrassment. And while I agree with him on a fair number of policies, he he is the he is the central figure in the character of the nation, and he isn't holding up his end of the bargain. All right, listen, character issues in President Trump, fine. But by writing this op-ed, what he is doing is not going after President Trump as I see it. He's going after his fellow members, Republicans in the Senate. Saying to them, you haven't stood up to this man here. Move aside, children. Let me handle this for you. Whoa. That's that's pretty uh that's pretty brass of you, as they say in the business. But what many people have noticed, and you may have done this already on your social media feed, if the if the character of Mitt Romney, I'm sorry, of Donald Trump is so awful, Mitt Romney. Why did you accept his endorsement? If his character is so terrible, why did you accept his endorsement? That is one of the many 
many conversations going on out there in social media world. People have been asking, well, what was the purpose of the uh, of the piece? Well, the purpose of the piece was to get the people at National Review and the former Weekly Standard excited. They looked at that, and and they probably got a sexual thrill from the op-ed, for all I know. Maybe taking a little time alone in the bathroom, for all I can think. You know? This was, oh, oh, look at that. Oh, did you hear what Romney said about about Trump? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know what? You know, do you have a cigarette? It was so good. It was so good. It was, I'm just giving you a theory. But yeah, he's taking the punches, and rightfully so. And rightfully so. When you put yourself out into the public sphere, expect that you might have some people who disagree with what it is you say. Which brings us to LeBron James. Basketball player. Los Angeles Lakers. Now, I have never, ever been someone who thinks that LeBron James has to shut up and dribble. But LeBron James, who has decided in this move to Los Angeles that he is now an activist, he's producing television shows and he's starring in television shows, and he's he's now an activist. Well, LeBron James gets criticism for the things that he says and the things that he believes in. Now, there's the simple stuff. Like when LeBron James refers to himself as the greatest basketball player of all time. I don't know if he gets to make that claim. The comparison to Michael Jordan. LeBron James is uh, 27.1 points per game. Michael Jordan is 30.1 points per game. Rebounds per game, well, uh, LeBron is 7.3 and Jordan 6.2. Assists per game, LeBron is 7.1, Jordan is 5.3. NBA MVPs, LeBron has four, Jordan five. Then you've got uh, NBA titles, LeBron has three, Jordan has six. Yes, these these are the numbers, kids. These are the numbers. Then, of course, you can match them up against, let's say, Larry Bird. His numbers aren't as good as Larry Bird's. This is not to say that LeBron James isn't possibly the best player in history. But holy cow, it's one hell of a thing to call yourself the best player in history. That's a lot of ego. You're going to take some hits uh, for, for that. You're going to take some hits for that. You're also going to take some hits when you say that NFL owners are old white men with a slave mentality, as LeBron James did on his uh, show, The Shop, which is on HBO. In the NFL, they got a bunch of old white men owning teams, and they got that slave mentality. And it's like, this is my team. You do what the F I tell y'all to do, or we get rid of y'all. Yeah, let me tell you. Welcome to the workplace. In the NFL... In the NBA, in MLS, in MLB, in the NHL, at whatever company you work at, you do the job or you got to go. That's all there is to it. Slave mentality. What in the bloody hell is he talking about? What is he actually talking about? 
He says, I'm so appreciative in our league of our commissioner, Adam Silver. He doesn't mind us having a real feeling and being able to express that. It doesn't even matter if Adam agrees with what we're saying. He at least wants to hear us out. You mean he's okay with you taking a knee during the national anthem? Because what else is it that football players outside of the field aren't allowed to say? What, what, what events are they not allowed to show up to? You mean they weren't allowed in, in, on teams not to go to the White House when they didn't want to meet with, with uh, President Trump, which is, you know, a little pathetic. That's what you said, LeBron. You weren't going to meet with, with President Trump. Well, why not? Why not be brave? You're an activist. you got the President of the United States right in front of you. Why not say something? Why not have the conversation? Slave mentality. Okay. Now, this was before he posted a, a photo of, of himself uh, to his uh, Instagram account. I think it was to Instagram, um, where uh, he uh, posts song lyrics um, uh, by 21 Savage. Uh, we've been getting that Jewish money, everything is kosher. Oh. Jewish money. Hmm. That's that's an expression. I didn't I didn't know that was uh in in the song. I didn't know that was something you thought you should you should quote. He went on to say apologies for sure if I offended anyone. That's why I chose uh to, that's not why I chose to share that lyric. I always post lyrics. That's what I do. I ride in my car. I listen to great music. And that was the byproduct of it. So I actually thought it was a compliment. And obviously it wasn't through the lens of a lot of people. My apologies. It definitely was not the intent, obviously, to hurt anybody. Oh, okay. Is it the intent to hurt anybody when the owner of an NFL team wants to protect their brand? Tell me why your brand is posting lyrics. After all, I quote, that's what I do. I ride in my car. I listen to great music. That was the byproduct of it. By the way, great music involves, we've been getting that Jewish money, everything is kosher, and you never once questioned what the hell that means? It, ne it never dawned on you to ask the question, hey, wait, wait, wait a second. Maybe, maybe, maybe that line ain't so kosher. Maybe there's a problem with that line. I should think about this for a minute. Or are you just like, oh, that's good. Me put on Twitter now. No, no thinking, no thought, just total caveman mind? Okay. So activist LeBron James, who's now taking to shows that he produces to be able to go after NFL owners for basically protecting the brand just like he is when he's quoting about anti-Semitic kind of crap. I'm sorry, we've been getting that Jewish money, everything is kosher. I don't I swear to you I don't know what the bloody hell that means. But I'm I'm my 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 my, my Jewish spidey sense. Right? What would what would Jewish my Heidi Spence uh sense? No, I need one. I need one. You can't do like my Moisha sense. It doesn't it doesn't work. Like that. The chai. We see the, it's good. That tells me maybe it's not so kosher. When you, when you think, when you use the lyric, we've been getting that Jewish money, everything is kosher. Um, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. I don't think that quite fits. Didn't dawn on you.
That's really stunning. That is remarkable. You've got a brand, and here you are protecting that brand, but the NFL owner has a brand, and somehow they're not allowed to protect that brand. That's special. You gotta, you gotta, you wanna be an activist, LeBron? That that's up to you. You wanna be an activist, that's totally, totally your call. But when you are an activist, be prepared to get knocked in the skull. You are not special. Greatest basketball player of all time? Maybe, arguably, I'll let experts decide uh, that and decide what numbers matter and what numbers uh, don't. Activist, you're a neophyte. You're just stepping into the realm. You think you get some kind of shield because you can hit the three? Because you've got incredible basketball IQ? Because you've got court vision? No. You get, you get no pass here. You want to be an activist? Be an activist. But expect to take an elbow right to the skull. You post, we've been getting that Jewish money, everything is kosher, and you don't understand that it's anti-Semitic. My God, I didn't know you were dumb. I didn't know that all that basketball IQ doesn't translate to off the court. Of course you knew it. The only way you didn't know it is if you didn't want to know it. And then when you got caught not knowing what you may have known, you decide, hey, it's just a thing I do to protect your brand. You're bad at this, LeBron. Maybe being an activist isn't for you. I'm Tony Katz. Guatemalan child dies Christmas Eve. That's... What happened? What did not get reported was the father who declined medical treatment for their child. I'm Tony Katz. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. The child had thrown up. The child had gotten examinations from doctors. But the father said, nope, no more medical treatment. The more you learn about this eight-year-old who died, who was given multiple medical examinations, was released with prescription medications. Following this kid's first discharge from a hospital, him and his father put into temporary holding where agents were then made aware of the child's illness and provided him with the medication. A few hours afterwards, the father, uh, after they had entered this, this facility, child complained of being nauseous, was vomiting. Then the father's like, yeah, no more medical treatment. Oh, he feels fine now. They do a subsequent welfare check. I don't know if this is hours later or, or yeah, hours later. Agents at the facility look at this kid and are like, this kid is not okay. They take him to a hospital. He loses consciousness during transit and was declared dead just before midnight. The very idea that people want to look at these situations, not know any facts, and determine that the Trump administration are a bunch of murderers on the border 
It's so awful. And if there's one thing that that we should have all learned by now, and something I do want you to take with you, because I, I do this, I have to remind myself of this every time I see a story. And what I remind myself is, wait. Give it a day. Give it a day. And then let's see what other facts come out. Because there's always, at least it seems to me, another fact. One more thing that comes out that was hidden the first day and the second day that makes you go, oh, uh, oh, okay, okay, now I get it. Now I see what's going on here. Now I've got the story. Oh, it's not like how they reported it at all. No, it's totally, it's, it's quite literally every bit different than how they first reported it. Take a breath. It's really, really important uh, to do that. And this story I adored. There was, after the death of John McCain, senator from Arizona, there was this huge push. They were going to rename uh, the Russell office building, Russell Senate office building, uh, to the McCain Senate office building. Right? Now, I didn't know much uh, about Richard Russell. I didn't know much about Richard Russell at at all, former senator. Senator Richard Russell uh, was a, a, a Democrat. He was in the Senate from 1933 to 1971, and he was also the former governor of Georgia. He was also opposed to the civil rights movement. A leader, by the way, this is, this, is the, this is the Wikipedia entry, so I can be corrected. A leader of Southern opposition to the civil rights movement. So all of this talk about changing the name of the office building to honor the late great Senator John McCain, who was loved by everybody, don't you know, no, no, not when he was running against Barack Obama. Then he was a racist bigot. But, but you know, afterwards, when he was taking on Donald Trump, then he was loved and adored by everybody. They, they can't change the name of, of a basically a segregationist, Democrat. They can't replace that guy with John McCain. That's saying something. I mean, that, that has to tell you how little they really think of these, uh, these doing these things. It just sounds good. Because when Chuck Schumer said that he was going to introduce a resolution to rename the Russell Building after him, uh, there's been no, there's been no resolution. There's been no resolution yet offered. It's really something else. By the way, it's something else that they still have the Russell Office Building name for this guy. I mean, 40 years in the Senate, but that in and of itself isn't a good thing. I'm not in favor of term limits. I never, I never, ever, never, ever have been. I like the way George Washington did it. He realized that he shouldn't do any more. He shouldn't put himself in this position. So he said, okay, two terms, I'm done. People should have that sense. And the people should have that sense. I don't think we need law to do it. We should just be better at this. Tomorrow, everyone, take care.